Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. As a mother lover and agent for change with a passion for showcasing the magic of black women and the beauty of black love, Cherie seeks to demystify the stereotype that black women can't have it all and do it with style, class, and grace. So Cherie Syfax and I have been having the, what, what are we in at, two years now? Lord, black Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and then we added Fahim Gori. We did. Um, I have to tell you the, the, the feedback that I get is that you are thoughtful, considerate, and that you come from the space of a man, right? Uh, when, you know, cause we can speak to our, our positions as sisters, um, but you came from a place of, of a man and they love the, the thoughtful ways in which you respond. I am advocating that Fahim needs his own show. I'm telling you, he's just that good. Um, he is. He is. He is. He's very thoughtful, uh, considerate. He does his research. And so it's so nice to pull in Fahim Gori. Say hello to the people, Fahim. Hello, people. <laughs> <laughs> so, my darlings, today, uh, Fahim sent me a, 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 a link yesterday. And, 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 and Sharif, forgive me. I'm dog tired, right? So emotionally and physically, I am just done. Um, but we're here. We're going to do what we need to do. Because, you know, I'm here right there. Fahim should be sending me a link. So I know what we talked about this morning. <laughs> Fahim, like, Andrea, I think we need to talk about this. So, uh, a, a woman and her boyfriend are now locked up for killing their four, her four-year-old son. Oh, Jesus. And they have not yet, they have yet to find the four-year-old son's body. Oh. Um, and Fahim said to me, tell, tell, tell the people what you said, Fahim, as you read the story. Oh, yeah. I, I was just saying that I never understand how somebody can get in the mindset to where they're so in, in love or, or, or value the relationship with um, their, their boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever the situation is, over their child. Because you, you see that happen a lot of times. You, I mean, you, you hear adults speak on it from when they were children that, yeah, you know, my... My my mother was dating somebody or my dad was dating somebody that I I wasn't comfortable with. I would tell them, but they would always side with their partner over me. A lot of people come from that experience where they feel like their mother sided with with her boyfriend or their father sided with, with his girlfriend over them. Interesting that you should say that because, again, you know, I moved like a stealth bomber across the city. I was in a conversation with um, some teenagers a few weeks ago, and one of them uh, said to me, Miss Sanders, I, when my mother's boyfriend comes over, she tells me to go put on some clothes. She said, I'm in my house. I am wearing regular clothes, but because I'm a shapely young girl, um, when her boyfriend comes over, she tells me to go put on, and, and she says, he's ogling me and looking at me in different ways, but my mother's not listening to me, right? And she says, I just get so annoyed. I go in my room and I close my door. It is, and then the next story that I have is a, a little girl, and I'm, I'll never forget her. She is the same age as my oldest son, so she's probably 28 now. I uh, used to live across the street from me. She comes over one day, um, and she says, I, 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 I don't like my mother's boyfriend. He touches me inappropriately. You know, he, touch, he touches me when he's bathing me. 
and I am a mandated reporter as an educator too. So I called uh, the, the 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 hotline, called mom. Mom comes home from work, and she was like, well, "What what happened?" And said, "Take her to the doctor. Let them, you know." So they called the cops. Called the so he of course didn't show up because all of this. She must have been texting him, telling him all that this was going on. And, you know, the little girl, you know, they asked her a thousand times. And so they called me and said, we believe her. We believe that this actually happened. Well, <laughs> two or three days later, um, she tells me, mom tells her she's going to have to retract her statement because, you know, this guy is their dad. And she, he's not the father of, of her, right? This guy's their dad. And, you know, he's not going to come around again and it's going to ruin mom's relationship. And maybe he didn't do the things. And so she went and retracted her story. Yeah. And this, she stayed with him and she still like, if he was married to somebody else in a relationship, just was just crazy. Right. But he was one of those people that smiled and, you know, da, 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 and people don't understand me. And, but if your children say, I, I always, and then she moved. So I couldn't stay in touch with them anymore. So I had no idea where she was or what the phone number was or et cetera, et cetera. And there's more to this story, but I'm going to leave it off um, just so. But I never forgot that little girl. And so my sons are on her social media page. And, uh, you know, my youngest son says, Mom, I, you know, I, the way she behaves now speaks to the fact that she may have been abused and continued to be abused. Right. And so we don't know, but I, I I'm having this conversation because I want parents to recognize it. You know, the, the relationship is not more important, especially when you have small children, the relationship is never more important than if your child is telling you something is wrong, it is your due diligence to investigate that thing. Right. And it just may be that the child is uncomfortable on some level that the child is not being abused, but you still have to investigate it. You just don't say, well, that's my man. And you just will have to deal with it. And that happens way more than you can even begin to imagine in our communities and beyond. Like women oftentimes and sometimes men choose because there's their men, too, who are in relationships with women who are awful to their children. And they let it go. Well, you know, that's that's who I love. And you just won't have to deal with it. The children did not ask to be born here. Right. And so they're in a, this situation. How do we navigate through all of that? Should we what do you want to add to it? Ooh, it's hot coming in here. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's always hot when you come in here. <laughs> so, you know, a couple things I thought about. One is it's back to what we always talk about. Do you work? Love yourself. Because when you when you truly evolve and and have that self-love and are confident in who you are, then that man isn't the last man standing. Yes. And you can navigate with some clarity around your um, values, what you will and will not tolerate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would think for every parent, one thing that is an, a non-starter should be any abuse towards my children. Right. Um, now we can navigate because we talked before about disciplining children for outside, you know, people and things like that. But as far as any like um, excessive physical abuse or any sexual abuse mm -hmm. um, or anything that even looks like that. Mm -hmm. Depending on your value system, that should be a non-starter. So once that happens, um, that should inform you that that's not your person, one. And that two, we need, I need to move on because that is not the last man standing or last woman standing. And what is important is my children. 
The second thing is I look at my, you know, I love my girls and I, I've never known them to have been in any kind of situation that was um, where there was molestation. Now I have in my, in my generation, I have some cousins, some kind of, I don't know, they're not half cousins, but like my aunt and their father got together and we all grew up together as cousins. They talk a lot about being molested by family members and things like that. But I'm their age. So when those things were happening, I was unaware. But that was a lot of conversation. So um, and to my knowledge, like my aunt did not um, approach or I don't you know, I was young. I don't know all the things that happened, but the, the relationship stayed intact. So I don't know how they navigated. So to your point, I think those things do happen more often than people, you know, say and do and think. Um, but I look at my little glam babies and I, and Tracy and I talk all the time. I said, how could somebody, how could a grown man be touching these babies inappropriately? How could a grown woman be touching these babies inappropriately? They are so innocent. They are so innocent. Children are so innocent. Mm -hmm. So even for the person who is preying on the children need help and work. Yeah. Yeah. On themselves, because, you know, and, and that and, and, and that's beyond self-love and that's be that, you know, that's some mental work. I think, you know, some emotional work to deal with some stuff that you've got to deal with to even put you in the mindset or situation to harm the harmless or the those that can't protect themselves. Um, and then as parents, because I had two young two girls and I dated people. I have to raise them so they're navigating around the house respectfully. I, I'm not sure what the problem is with someone saying, put on your clothes. That's per- if, if we're home together. clothes, right. If we're home together, yes, na- we're navigating around the house as you, as you choose. But once company comes, whether it's a, a, a romantic interest, regular company or whatever, I think that there's just appropriate ways in which young people in general should navigate around adults mm-hmm. in private spaces, but I them and because I'm a mom, a girl mom, young women, especially around men that are not their fathers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that just, you know, and, 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 and in this, and don't know about it come for me, I'm not putting onus on the children, but I am saying at certain points when they are teenagers, they're developing. And I believe that healthy boundaries have to be set in homes you know, um, no matter what. And then especially in homes where there's an outside or a step or, you know, however you want to, you know, classify either the dating relationship or the new marriage. So I think all those things are, you know, I think all those things are are talking points and they're all things that when people are going into relationship, if you have young children, the same way with the discipline conversation, you have to have the boundary conversation because if you don't know what the boundaries are, you're walking into something with no, without being informed on what this person deems important to them and how, you know, what could be normal, natural to them could be inappropriate to you. So we need to be able to have those real relationship conversations up front. And if you have children, that should be part of the conversation. Lorraine Henry says, as a former mandated reporter, the stories of abuse are abundant. Some reports say many as one in four women have been sexually abused. Now, you know, I take umbrage with uh, a four or a five-year-old, sometimes babies, 
two years and under are being abused by someone in their families. This is why the, 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 we, we, you know, the billion dollar industry of, of, um, you know, sexual trafficking. A lot of these families are sexually trafficking their very young babies. Um, many of them are powerful people. The first time I heard about this was while I lived in Abington and I, I could not believe we were talking about lawyers and doctors and police officers who were sexually trafficking their own children. And it's stuff that, you know, and then I started having uh, Dr. Ellen Joe Waller come on to talk about these things. And then I had people who were being sexually trafficked right there in their homes while their fathers were raising their hands and preaching in the pulpit. Like I've had, I've heard so many stories. And so as a direct result, one of the other things I want to talk to you about, and I have said this a thousand times, and if you are under the sound of my voice and you are doing it, I'm going to ask you to stop. My son and daughter in love works in the tech industry. And they said you would be surprised to see how people are taking the pictures of your babies in bathing suits and, you know, uh, half dressed and whatever else and taking them and using them in the most nefarious ways. Please, I'm begging you, don't put your babies in. Uh, they are cute as buttons, but if they're in bathing suits, don't do because they're people who are, don't have the best intentions and they're able to just copy and paste and take the photos and do what they want to do with them. I'm asking you to stop putting your children's names on social media. We get on there. Baby such and such was born in such and such a date and such and such a time. When they're going to school, don't identify the school that they're going to. You have no idea who lives in your community unless you're going to go around and say, who is the sexual predator? They're on the, the, the Megan's whatever list that is that they have to be mandated reporters for, for sexual trafficking. There are people living amongst you that have this kind of uh, designation. Now, in our family, Cherie, <laughs> nobody watches my grandchildren but me. If I can't come, my son's like, yeah, no. Nah. And even with me, they watch me. Mom, don't do this. They have cameras all over the house. The babies turn left, the cameras turn left. The babies go right, <laughs> the cameras turn left. No, I'm serious. They, because <laughs> e e e even because even grandmothers and grandfathers have known to be sexually abusive to young children, right? So yeah. I, I, I agree. Especially that, depending on the generation you grew up hello. in. Hello. Hello. Yep. And so, you know, we, we have to have these kinds of conversations so we can protect our children. But I just yes, stop putting their names on their clothes and book bags. I'm like, copy, paste, repeat, Mr. Professor. And my son was out in the street the other day. And someone says, son, number one. And he turned around. He was like, yeah, you clearly don't know me. <laughs> you know, so you, we have to be very mindful and, and to teach our children about, you know, what's going on. And so we, we right now we're talking about the very youngest ones. But when my husband and I first started dating, we sat down and talked about our children. All right. This is what we know to be. So this is who is who. Blah, 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 blah. And we, we work as a team, as a unit, because even though they're 40 to, to 28, they're still our children. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's, it is, it, it, it's, I, I really have a, an issue with us putting onus on children to be something other than they're supposed to be safe. When I was growing up, my father didn't allow anybody in the house, right? It was like, you want to come sit on the porch? Uh, but, but we were, we were developing. We were, we had our shorts on. We were walking out in the streets in our shorts, et cetera. And he was very mindful to say to us, be careful, watch the people that are around you. But he never tried to take us from who we were in that moment. This young girl that was talking to me, she says, I'm Muslima. I had on jeans and a t-shirt. But because I am shapely, my mother was like, go put some clothes on. And she's like, well, how about you tell him to stop ogling me? You know, the yeah. men that are walking into the house has to have a responsibility and the women, too, because women get away with it more because they're sexual predators. And people go, they're women. How can a woman be a sexual predator? 
right? So we need to have the conversations on both ends uh, and protect our children. I'm so sick and tired of people going, oh my God, I was abused when I was three. I was abused when I was 10. I was abused when I was, you know, um, and don't, and stop kissing on people's children and holding them and wanting to hug them. If they don't want to hug you, walk the hell away. Don't force them. That's auntie so-and-so. No! They don't, they, children have senses like a, a, a dog or a cat. They have this innate sense that you all beat out of them. By the time they become teenagers, you make them question what they think and feel, right? So that's all that's of that going on point. there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great yes. point. Yeah. No, that's absolutely. Not, Lord Jesus. <laughs> oh, Laverne, Laverne, call in, please. You can call in 215-634-8065. This is one of the segments where you can call in. Laverne says, when I started acting out due to molestation, I was called too grown. And that is another sign. That's, yeah. Absolutely <laughs> another sign. Exactly. Oprah Winfrey talked about it. Yes, yes. So, Fahim, you have two small children. You hearing us talk about this. What are your thoughts? So, so everything that y'all said, I, I completely agree with. And, and that's... uh. You know, great information when it comes to terms of any type of uh, molestation and sexual abuse, anything like that. Now, in the the case of the little boy, that seems to be more of a, a violence issue. And uh, to that, I always advise people that, you know, when you are separated from from uh, the person you have children with and you begin to date new people, always keep your eyes open for any sign of like jealousy or insecurity uh, uh, from that person towards the person that you have kids with. Like if, if, if you're a woman dating a man and he's just always kind of insecure or jealous about the interaction between you and the father of your children, he doesn't like the fact that y'all still communicate and that he's around. That's sometimes that's where mistreatment towards the child comes in. He's upset because that child is what's still keeping y'all connected and bonded. And, and, and a lot of times mistreatment will go, Towards the child, same, you know, the same thing on mm-hmm. the other side. Sometimes, you know, a, a woman dating a man might be unhappy that, you know, he answers the phone whenever his uh, child's mother calls. Like she might not mm-hmm. like that she still has that access to him and takes mm-hmm. that resentment out on the child that they have together uh, <laughs> and, instead instead of addressing the problem. So you have to you have to uh, watch for stuff like that. But um, anytime I see a situation like that case where the, you know, the woman and, and, the, and the boyfriend killed the young boy, I always feel for the the father specifically because, uh. you know, we, we talked about how when a relationship ends, it's a little different for the woman versus the man. And, and one of the one of the ways that it's different for the man is, you know, it's it's in our DNA to be protectors. So when you separate mm-hmm. from your children, you're, you're limited in your form of protection. So mm-hmm. when something threatens your children or happen to your children is such a a defeating feeling because you're just like your initial thought is I should have been there. That's yes. my role to protect them. Yeah. And and um I always said when I had kids, like yes, it was the greatest moment in my life to have kids, but it was also equally the scariest moment in my yes. life. Because yes. for the first time I had a weakness. Prior mm. to kids, I didn't have a weakness. Like it was all about me. I'm gonna put myself in the best position. If it didn't affect me, it didn't matter to me. Like it was all about myself. But now having <laughs> kids, as hard as I work to get where I am and as hard as I'm currently working to get where I want to be, if anything w- or anyone was to be a threat to them, I would give it up in a second. And that's yes. like terrifying at the same time. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, oh, I love that. that insight. Isn't that right? Oh, because my that. son did the same thing. He looks at his three children. He has a set of twins and a four-month-old. And he says, Mom, this is the most... Fr- I have to wrap my head around all of this. I now have to protect my children at all costs. I have to think about all the things that are going... And, and everything that Fahim said is exactly what he said, right? Mm-hmm. So God bless the child. God bless... People walk up, oh, my dear, your children are so... He said, back up. Don't touch my children. Don't hug them. You can say hello, but do it from a distance. And he's not being horrible. He's just protection, protective as a father in a way that a lot of people don't protect their children. He doesn't allow just anybody to come in the house. I love him for that. I, but maybe it's because we did the same thing for him and his brother as they were growing up. They'd listen, not playing. You are listening to The Source on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. I am in the, 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 the. I am Andrea Lawful Sanders. We will be back with the Love Is segment with Sharice Syfax and Fahim Gori and Laverne is on the phone right after these messages. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to The Source and WURD, progressive black talk media on air and online at wordradio.com. If you're just joining us, I am Andrea Lawful Sanders, your host. Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7 a.m., Marguerite says, I was abused by a babysitter's brother when I was seven years old. I didn't tell my mom until I was in my 40s. Dolores mm-hmm. Davis says, yes, mother, if there are 100, they are still our children. Yes, mother, children, they have the best radar. But the one that took me out was Viola Richburg Gray, who says, ooh, the stories I have been told. My daughter was assaulted in Mount Airy, but she was not the only one. We were the only ones who came forward and went through a trial 14 girls, he was sentenced to 200 years. And so when our children come to us, as uh, uh, Asa Khalif says, not only listen to your children, but believe your children, right? Because sometimes we hear them telling us, and, well, and, and that's one of the things that the, the children keep saying, we have got to listen, and the phone lines have lit up. Laverne, good morning, darling. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Ooh, this is a trigger for me. But um, so the first thing I wanted to say is about different parenting st- um, styles. Just because someone survived their childhood and became a good citizen, got a good job, graduated college or whatever, it does not mean you wasn't abused. Like a lot of times we'll say, oh, I got beaten when I was growing up and I'm fine. And then it discredits someone who was abused. Extension cord is not a form of discipline to me. Mm-hmm. Cussing your kids out is not a form of discipline to me. And I, it's, it's very offensive. And um, having, my husband and I had different parenting styles. And so we had to have a lot of conversation around discipline because I always told him, to me, he was disciplined. He was, he was abused. He wasn't disciplined. Mm-hmm. And he didn't see it that way because his parents died when he was very young. So he felt like, oh, I, I just wish my parents were here so I can tell them thank you. I get it. But it doesn't take away from the fact that aggressive punishment and physical punishment can't be abused. It doesn't change that. Um, and for me, instead of noticing the changes, instead of noticing the behaviors and finding out like what was going on, I was labeled. She's too grown. Mm-hmm. So the victim shaming wasn't just, you know, cussing me out. This is the other. The victim shaming was 
it's you. It's not them. It's you. Mm-hmm. And and abuse is not always loud. Abuse is mm-hmm. soft and manipulating to the child the from the parent. Yep. You know, it's the verbal abuse is soft and manipulating too. And we don't we miss all of that. I mm-hmm. is for me even with me having a childcare program, I'm so protective of my babies. I, I, I'm not against having male teachers and stuff because we need them, but I am very protective of my babies. Don't, you can't sit on that. Back up, give space. I don't want you all close and then these men's face and things like that. And even with each other, I'm very reserved with how I allow them to interact with each other. Um, and because it's, you just, you really just have to be aware and protective of children because they, because when, when children are abused, they are very young when they start abusing. Six, mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. and ten years old. They are very young when they start abusing because mm-hmm. they don't know that they're being abused because right. it's soft and manipulating. Right, right. Thank you so much, Laverne. Always a pleasure talking to you, my sister. Okay. Always. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for being brave um, and engaging us in the conversation because we know that this conversation can be triggering. One in four are being abused, so we know it's triggering to a lot of people. Cheryl, good morning, my darling. Good morning, Andrea, Sherry, and all my man Fahim. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, my man Fahim. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, darling? So, you know my daughter, Andrea, you know my daughter's totally disabled, right? And she can't talk. And so the school she was going to, uh, they had a male uh, uh, teacher's aide there. Now, my daughter's cycle was different from everybody else's. It stayed on for like six months or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So an aide rushed to call me to tell me that the teacher was allowing the teacher's aide, the man, to change my daughter. When mm-hmm. I tell you I flew, you'd have thought I was an airplane. I mm-hmm. flew to that school. I was so enraged that they was going to call the cops on me because I asked the teacher, why? Why on God's green earth would you allow a man to do that to a, a girl? Right? Mm-hmm. There were boys in the class. Stay with the boys. Don't touch the girls. Mm-hmm. So they had to rush. They took me to the to the principal's office. The principal says to me, well, you know, it's policy that um, the males can interact with the, the girls. And I said, and you don't say anything to the to the parent. You don't ask if it's OK. Mm-hmm. He started writing in his book. He said, it's written down. Now it's on paper. They are not allowed to touch your daughter. And to this day, Andrea, I don't allow my daughter. Now, it was scary for her to be in school up until she was 21 years of age. But I just could not trust, not even some of these female, because I had some um, home health aides go with us. But some of the stories that they were telling me at home uh, made my skin cringe. And me, I couldn't even go to the school with my daughter because they said, no, we don't allow parents to be in the classrooms with the children. I said, and this is the reason why, because you may be looking at the other children and you may be seeing something that you shouldn't be. Are you crazy? First of all, I'm there for my own child. Okay. But if I happen to see something about somebody else, so you think I'm not going to say nothing? Are y'all nuts? It was so horrendous. That's why I keep her today. Don't nobody watch her but me. Just me and my husband. That's it. That's it. Nobody else. Nobody. But 
that's we have to I protect to our children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to talk about, the ones that's disabled who cannot say and tell yes. what has happened or done to mm-hmm. them. That is so true, Cheryl. I remember a story that came out of the news about a woman who was uh, in the hospital uh, disabled and she had she was in a coma. And next thing they knew, she was pregnant and getting ready to have a baby. Now, they had to do an investigation. One of the, 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 the orderlies was coming in there raping her every night. But because she couldn't open her mouth and say anything. So that's why we say when your family members are in these places or in the hospital, you always have to show up and stay there. Right. You, they have to see that someone is caring because they were like, well, it's, it's a miracle. No, it was. somebody was raping her. Somebody yeah. was raping her while she yeah. was there. And we have to stop believing that everybody has the best intentions. Thank you so well, much, my I sister. Thank I love you. I love you too. And Mr. Sanders, you get well and come on and give me some jokes, okay? That's what I need you to do. <laughs> hey, you know, thank you, darling. Thank you. And you, Seth, good morning, my brother. How are you? Yes, good morning. You got my, one of my uh, most interesting subjects about the care of children and health. Mm-hmm. Now, I like what your producer said when he said that when he had his children, it wasn't all about him no more. Mm-hmm. And I was the same way when I was growing up, you know, I grew up in that child welfare system in the 50s, 60s and 70s when it was serious. I mean, to me, you're talking about it was legal to mistreat children mm-hmm. I mean, right in front of social workers. I'm saying, so, but it wasn't about me. I always was protective of the younger children in there. And it was a four sisters came to the uh, foster home that I was in when I was five. And the youngest was like a year and a year and a half. And the way that they wouldn't feed us, the way that they would treat us, I was like, don't do this to this baby. She's just a baby. And I was basically just a baby myself with only five. But I would give her what little food I was giving, I would give half of it to her so she wouldn't be hungry. And then when we got older and they would want to punish them for anything that they did, like if they walked on the wrong side of a street going to school, that's this how serious these people were. If you didn't walk straight to school, the right street or whatever, they would want to punish you. I mean, even though we went to school, we didn't to hooky school. We just might have got, you know, pulled over to the side and sidetracked by something we seen and said, well, let's walk on this side so we can see it, so we can see it closer. And then they want to, someone would tell them we did that and want to punish. I said, well, I'll take her punishment. Don't, don't beat on her. Beat on me. Because I was protected. It wasn't about me. It was about those that didn't, couldn't defend themselves. I mean, if I made a decision to lead us to do something we weren't supposed to do, I would take the punishment for them, even though sometimes they made the decision. They said, come on, let's do this. And I said, okay, we'll, we'll do it. But if you only think of yourself, that's when you allow people who aren't supposed to do things to your children to do it because mm-hmm. it's all about you. You have to be concerned about others. Now, as far as like, you know, you were saying how people being abused in hospitals and schools. Mm-hmm. I knew a dude that was a barber and he had a barbershop on ATV to be more. And this was recently in the 2000s. And he told this lady that it was okay for him, a grown man, to lust on young teenage girls because they wasn't his children. And he had grown children himself, but he was lusting after young teenage girls. And when the lady said, yo, they're just children. Well, they're not my children. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's how, the, that's the mindset of people that abuse children sexually or physically. They're not theirs. And that's the same thing I was told when I was sent, taken to a, a foster home when this lady did something to me right in front of her children and her young daughter asked her, why you do that, mommy? He's just a baby. He's not my baby. That's the mindset that you have. Thank you. 
Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Well, we certainly open up a can of worms as we always do on this. The, the ultimate goal is to educate people to understand that we are paying attention. Children deserve to be treated well, whether they're in the foster care system, whether they're in homes, um, uh, Fahima. Disabled. Right, right. Yeah, all of that. Fahima, I know you're not going to ever let your children out of your eyesight again. Um, but, you know, if you are under the sound of our voices and you hear us talking about this stuff and you may be experiencing abuse right now or, you know, um, are being human trafficked because at the one lady that I talked to, she said our father owns a church right here in Philadelphia. She was being human trafficked by her boyfriend. Right. And so even adults are being abused in ways that we can't even begin to imagine. But I need us to create spaces for people to use their voices and not to ridicule them. Right. Um, a friend of mine was talking about. Uh, a, a relative who was being abused by his girlfriend went to a, a, a well-known lawyer in this city and the well-known lawyer laughed and said, you let a woman abuse you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about Saj Purple Blackwell and Tommy Blackwell. Uh, um, um, uh, Fahim, you made a statement that I need everybody to hear. Tell them, tell us about that. The, the, the situation that, uh, you know, we, we started talking about with the, the four-year-old boy who was, um, who was killed. It, it just reminded me of that situation when you had, had a uh, uh, Saj Blackwell and her husband on for an interview, and they were, you know, they were interviewing about their son who had been killed uh, through mm -hmm. domestic violence by his uh, his girlfriend, his children's mother. And I remember the part of that interview where they were, you know, they saw that he was in trouble, and they were trying to encourage him to leave. And mm -hmm. one of the reasons why he wouldn't leave was because his children were there. And he could not leave his children there because, again, that that fatherly protective instinct, like we 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 have no care about our own well-being. You know, it's it's our children and we'll go through whatever we have to go through to protect our children. And, you know, unfortunately, it ultimately cost him his life. But, you know, but I, but I know, you know, he he passed, per, you know, feeling he did, you know what he had to do and all he could do for the sake right. of his children. Right. And, and so now I'm yeah. hoping that um, his uh, Saj and Tommy Blackwell has his children because um, yeah, yeah, you know, women are being, women are, are abusers in ways too, that we don't ever discuss. You know, we have a, we have such a one-sided myopic view of everything that goes on around us. And mm -hmm. we tend to believe that women will never do something like this. And unfortunately, a lot of men are suffering in silence. And uh, someone was telling me about another a police officer who mm -hmm. was being abused by his uh, woman. And she killed him with his own service weapon. Right. Mm -hmm. Because nobody believed that, oh, you know, people stop ridiculing men when they yes. open up their mouths to say they're being abused by their partner. It's not a funny thing. It's not a don't, don't oh my God, you solve all that. Cut the bull, okay? And allow people to, to, to speak their truths and hear them from where they're coming from. Let me take a quick break, Shuri, and then I will, you, I'll let you jump in and, and offer your opinion here. You are listening to The Source on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. I am Andrea Lawful Sanders. We will be back with the final segment of The Source today with Sheree Syfax and Fahim Gori right after these messages. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com 
and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to the final segment of The Source today on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. If you're just joining us, I am Andrea Lawful Sanders. We're in the middle of our Love is segment. Yep, it's it's a hot topic. (laughs) And so someone texted me and said, good morning, Queen. Keep doing you because you are indeed the source. Your authenticated show is like fire shut up in my bones from the topics and discussions to the special segments, guests and callers, known and unknown. Also, word on the street is that everyone love, love themselves some you. We truly do, and we appreciate everything that you stand for and offer. Together, we are making folks more knowledgeable, wiser, and healthier because we are sharing the information uh, from the only people radio station. Case in point, from your show yesterday, this is the dietitian I've been seeing for a few years, and she's great. So she sent me the dietitian. She said, I don't know of any radio show in our platform where I have heard, received, or would receive a fraction of what you and the highly insightful word family provides to the listeners, callers with. You all are a mighty force to be reckoned with. Love you much. Thank you. And looking forward to an even greater 2024. I remember telling Sarah Loman, she was like, you talk, you said what? On the- he said, it's amazing how you can have the kinds of conversations that people wouldn't ordinarily have. But yes, we, if, if we keep hiding in the in the in the in the weeds and not talk about the things that matter to us, then no mm-hmm. one will pay us any attention. And we have to get mm-hmm. from the space of, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And be all highly emotional, because let me tell you what other cultures say. They're just going to be mad for a minute and then we just can move on because we're never going to get. No, they're never they're never going to require out of us. But we know they need to require from us. So mm-hmm. I'm teaching you. Right. I'm using this platform to be a leader coach, a coach of all of these things to teach you how to to speak up and ask for what you need and want. Sheree, go ahead, honey. Tell the people what you want to talk about. You just got me off my square. I'm sorry. But people are are listening, right? Um, No, yeah. And, and, And they should be. And this is a source of really great information. And I do enjoy the fact that not only on our show that we address topics that are challenging for those uh, people sometimes we we step on toes. We make people look in the mirror. You know the women be fussing that we all about the men. The men you know yeah, I'm not yeah. all about the men. I just understand how, if you want one, how to, <laughs> how to look at yourself to to, to, to track run and in right. the right. Um, but then yeah. we also delve into family dynamics and and conversations that a lot of people don't have. Um, you know when when you look at we went to go see the color purple not too long ago. When you look at that abuse and how that abuse generationally impacts um, people. So it starts with a person who was abused, abusing the next person. Yes. Yep. Um, yep. And, and, and everybody in the community is quiet about it. Yep. Nobody is saying anything about it. People know the children are, are the stepfathers and folks mm-hmm. like, you know, we have got to open up and have conversations. This whole seen and not heard and, and, and those things that, you know, keep some, keep this stuff in the house. And, you know, there's, there's reasonable, there's respectable things. Obviously you don't have to talk about everything, but we have got to talk about money and finances. Our money stays in our community less than any other culture. We financially spend what is $3.2 trillion dollars in this economy, but our money stays in our communities less than any other culture. 
but we spend $3.2 trillion that we are a force to be reckoned with. And if we can have these conversations about health, about wealth, about mental well-being, about love, about stuff that's uncomfortable, we can continue to try to grow because, oh my God, they have Sunny Hostel's, um video going viral about how she talked about the the um, the right and, and how they are methodically they are methodically um, dumbing down this country and and, and and taking away rights and liberties and things like that. And if we don't wake up and see some of this, mm-hmm. I, and there's a lot of people moving as a direct result of that, right? The ex-CIA agent that I spoke to recently said to me, he said, you're deadly on the money. He said, they're looking at the people. He said, because they keep with artificial intelligence, they can tell people who are just not as smart and they put something on social media and they believe it hook, line and sinker on this side and they believe it hook, line and sinker on the other side and they're dividing us on purpose and we don't see it. We just don't see it because we believe that everything we see is what it is. 70% of people get their news from Facebook. What the entire hell? What the entire hell? When did we stop investigating and, and looking to see that democracy dies in darkness? When do we stop doing this? It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, let me, let me, um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me just do this quickly because I just saw something that was sent to me. Uh, women against abuse. Thank you, Kateria. Uh, National Domestic Hotline, 1866. Write this down for me, please, um, Fahim. 1866 723 3014. Unfortunately, there isn't a space for men. Um, Tommy Blackwell says when they looked, he looked to see what organizations were there for men who were being abused. There were only two in the country that he could find. Mm-hmm. We got to stop that right now in these Wakandan streets. And instead of saying women against abuse, just say people against abuse, you know, because there are more than just women being abused. But at one eight six, huh? That's, I'm sorry, it just came in my head about men being abused. It is so often that women go off and jump on men and hit on men. And a lot of times men who know they're stronger than women do not want to retaliate or do not want to um, um, hit back, strike back. A lot of times women will call police on men when they are the ones that have been the perpetrators um, because they're angry and the emotions um, get them um in a space where they, at that moment, they want to do damage to them. And so men need a safe space to be able to have conversations. And we, as women, need to collectively just be mindful of how we are engaging with our men, even when we are angry, even when we are angry, because of one phone call can derail a whole man's life. life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Joanne Dorman says, I was sexually abused and told my mom just two years ago. I need you all to open up. Bless your heart. And mm. didn't tell my dad it was his nephew. I told my daughter's dad while she was very young, if you ever touch our daughter, it's on. I recently had discussion with her about inappropriate behaviors, right? And so a lot of the times these things are going on and we don't want to talk about it. And while we were on commercial break, I was saying to Cherie, I said, my, my sisters and I did not experience sexual abuse because my father was on it like, like don't you, uh, please, 
then he would roll up his eyes like, why are you here? What do you want? Right. And that included family members. He was always very protective because we saw other people in the family on other sides of the family that were not as protected. Right. Yeah. That were being abused by husbands and all sorts of things. And the wife says, well, that's my husband. And I believe what my husband says. My father was not having any of that shiggity. Right. So we grew up not being abused uh, sexually or molested by anybody that I am aware of because my sisters have never talked about it. I know I never was. Right. Um, and so you had to protect and you were talking about your mother who on the other side of that, you know, you were with these cousins. They were being abused. But I said to you, Duppy no who for frightened. So he looked at your mother and said, I can't touch her because she will kill me. <laughs> about me. And we have to be like that. My mom didn't date for my mom didn't date for a long time. And not that I advocate for women um, not dating. You just have to put real clear boundaries, and you have to talk to your children. You have to talk to the person you're dating. But my mom did not date because she was not going to have somebody molesting me. Period. She just wasn't going to have them in our home. <clears throat> and, and when she did date, it was very discreet. She used a lot of discretion. Yes. Um, no men were popping in and out. None of that was the same thing with me. And yeah. I had sons and I was very protective of my son. So I wasn't having no, he, this one, that one popping over. No, we didn't, we were not doing In fact, I was so discreet. My, uh, my, uh, and wasn't dating anybody for so long. One of my sons says, are you, are you gay mom? You can tell us. I'm like, no, I'm not gay. I'm just very protective of you. And because yeah. they were like, we don't see nobody because you're not supposed to see anybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for the most part, even when I dated, it had to be a serious relationship before I engaged. Yeah, you know, absolutely. With them. It had to be a real serious relationship. Yeah. So six months into our relationship that my children met my husband. Right. Six right. months. Yeah. And it was at my son's graduation from high school. They, I, I was playing zero games with my children. And so yeah. when we talk about protecting our girls, we have to protect our boys. Too. Boys, too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Important. Tell people how they can find you, honey. We have... Uh, uh, we have one minute left. Oh, you, you can find me at Booker's. I'm there a lot. No. <laughs> 502 Baltimore Avenue, uh, Philadelphia. You can also find us at Philly on Instagram. And then Tracy and I are Just Facts on Instagram. Um, we have a site, www.justthefacts.com, where we talk about all things love. Um, and we're, we're as soon as we can get our heads together, we're going to start going live. We used to go live every Thursday um, and just talk about relationship and all the things. And now we feel like we've evolved and now we're like really doing business as a couple and things like that and there could be some insights that people can glean from that um, but yes come on in and we appreciate all the love and all the blessings but faith without works is dead so come into the restaurant yes absolutely and on Thursdays it's word Thursday yes. telling me to listen to us on the show with Marva and Cherie you get 15% off thank you my darling love to you I'll see you soon because we hungry I'm eating cafeteria food for the last 9-10 days crazy okay alright let me try to figure out if I can get over to you we got some stuff going on but all right. Okay. All right. Thank you, honey. Thank hey, you. See you Bye. later. All right. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 